Hello everyone, you're listening to our Favorite Things Podcast Weekly Highlights episode. Alright, hello everyone. Uh, Welcome to our Favorite Things Podcast. Thank you guys for listening today. My name is Tessa and I'll be your host for this lovely, I forget the date, Someone give me the date. May twenty fourth. Yeah, evening. Um, joining 25th, me as usual actually. is. Okay, it's twenty fifth where you are. My God, <laughs> your fake time zones. <laughs> okay. Can I continue my intro? Yes. Yes, you can. Okay, joining me as usual is my lovely friend and co-host Mofi. Hey guys, what's up? What's up? What's up? <laughs> Yeah, and today we actually have a special friend on the podcast, and he's going to be our guest for the evening. Friend, would you like to introduce yourself? <laughs> no, I think she should introduce me. Who? Oh, she, um, she whoa. I don't want to introduce you. How about you introduce yourself? <laughs> okay. Hi, guys. My name is Mayawa. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, yes, I don't know. What else, am, what else am I supposed to add? No, you're actually not supposed to add anything else. We just say our names and like, yeah. yeah, my name is Maya. Yeah. Yeah, you guys. So, Maya is one of our good friends and he's going to be our guest fake today. Um, <laughs> fake news. <laughs> uh, today, <laughs> I'm not going today's to respond topic to that. is. Whoa, okay. There's something. Are we fighting? <laughs> No, but I'm fighting. Okay. Well, <laughs> so Mawa, we're happy to have you on the podcast, of course. And if you guys remember, we're going to be doing like this bi-weekly. We're going to have guest episodes um, that we'll be putting out. So if you follow us on Twitter at our fave pods, um, you'll see updates about um, on that. And also if you subscribe to us on iTunes, you'll get all the all the updates, all the cool stuff. Okay. So let's let's get into it. Mao, how are you doing this early morning for you? <laughs> um, I'm fine actually. I just I set an alarm to wake up for this, so I haven't oh. been up for up to like I think about twenty minutes. Okay. Yeah. Sorry we sorry we woke you up, but you know, we're happy to have you, so hopefully you make up for it. <laughs> True friends. Yeah. Murphy, how are you doing? I'm good. I actually wrote down a list of how I'm doing, so I'm ready to talk about this. Well, first of all, I went to the dentist, and my mouth is sore. (laughs) (laughs) And (laughs) stop, my come on. And (laughs) and it was it was long weekend in Canada this past week, so I had Monday off, and it was Victoria Day. So essentially, that's um, we're celebrating Queen Victoria's birthday. So that was lovely. Uh Um. And yeah, I'm pretty good, but obviously, like, I know we're not going to talk about this. I just wanted to quickly mention it that although, like, the week is good or my week was going well, the whole situation in Manchester at Ariana's concert kind of like is a damp into the whole thing. And it's quite sad what happened or what's happening in our world yeah. right now. So, um, yeah, so it's, it's like it's a good week, but it's also like just really scary and sad. So, but yeah, that's how, that's how I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah, that was terrible. Saw that yesterday, and I was just like, people are just targeting now. They're just targeting places that people just go to, just chill and just have a good time. And oh yeah, this. for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, I um, I'm fine actually. Like I'm, I'm struggling on many different many different levels. Ever since I got to Ecuador, I've kind of had a lot of work to do and stuff. But um, it's been good so far, um, just adjusting to being living in a different country, speaking a different language, things like that. But yeah, anyway, nice. let's, um, <laughs> let's get into our episode. So today's topic is really going to be centered around like moving back home. And for like three of us, that home is Nigeria, where we all grew up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At yeah. least, I think you all grew up no, in Nigeria. Okay. I grew up in Canada, so I don't know what you are talking about. That. Mm-hmm, now mm-hmm. now that is fake though. news. <laughs> Premium fake oh, news. Yeah. Premium <laughs> fake news. 
yeah okay so um for like me one of the questions that i always get from people like that know i'm graduating is like oh when are you are you going to move back home like when are you going to move back home do you guys get that question a lot well well fiend you get that question a lot mm-hmm. my, are you already yeah, yeah all the time all the damn time i think for me before i, I think i will yeah. ask you that actually yeah i feel like yeah most people <laughs> assume it's just natural or you should just move back home Mm-hmm. And for me, initially, before, it wasn't really a big question, but now more people are beginning to ask me, and my family is beginning to not pressure me more, but, like, drop subtle hints that they want me to move back. So it's quite it's quite interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I get that, Lana. I never know what to say. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe, but, like, what's your business? <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I'm usually just like, no. <laughs> But like Ma, so you did you get that like before you moved back? Did you get that question a lot? Um, yeah, like for me, um the funny thing is this year before I moved back, like that summer, like my I had like extended family, so like my uncle, auntie and the kid. Like they were in London for a mm-hmm. while, like for maybe mm-hmm. four months, five months. And um every time I used to see them I always used to tease them and be like, you Nigerian people, because the way they thought <laughs> and the way they used to act was just very Nigerian. Different. Yeah. And, they're, and they're like, uh-huh, aren't you one of us? I said, no, no, I'm like, I'm not one of you guys. So when I moved back, like wow. they, 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 they always took it to remind me that, oh, Shibi, where we, you Nigerian people, that's how you used to refer to us like back mm-hmm. in the day. And I mean, I guess that was me basically fending them off. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I mean, eventually I did because why did I move back? I think because at the time, basically it was like a month before law school started and I was waiting yeah. in England to try and see, like I was trying to get some jobs and then it wasn't like forthcoming. And my parents are the type of people who don't want you spending like one or two or three months just doing nothing. So it was like, yeah. okay, you know what? come back and start law school and then whatever after that we can decide after that mm-hmm. yeah oh, okay so that's interesting because i was actually like that kind of ties into like the next thing i was going to talk about which was like how did you make the decision to move back home but i guess you didn't really make the me. decision <laughs> 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 yeah yeah so um Okay, I already, well, I guess I already, we already talked about this, but I'm still going to ask you, Fini, are you thinking of moving back home anytime soon? No. And anytime soon, I mean, like, okay, within the next, like, five years. I guess that can be soon, right? Um, yeah, that's soon. Yeah. Um, it's not something I'm thinking about. It's not something I'm saying that would not happen. I don't know. I don't think I'll be really stoked if it does happen, but it's not something, like, mm-hmm. moving back home is not something that's in my, like, next steps kind of process um yeah yeah mm-hmm. okay yeah same actually like usually when people ask me I'm like i don't know but like i actually know i say i don't know because i don't want to have a whole conversation about this but like i just actually know that within the next 10 years like i don't want to move back to nigeria like is that yeah. a bad thing no it isn't mm, no i don't think i don't think it's a bad thing i think it's it might just depend on the reason like the reasons why um and mm-hmm. i mean if it's just saying that oh i don't see like job prospects or i don't really like envision my career path really leading to me being in nigeria i think it's fine but if it's just like no i just don't i don't know i just don't want to be there or nigeria is just not i mean and that's even that's even a fair point to even argue and that should be fine too but i think sometimes it's just the reasoning behind it that would um determine if it's bad or if it's like good or okay yeah like i think i don't know whenever i think about it i just think like i don't know what my life like as an adult is like back in nigeria do you understand like we went to secondary school and then we moved here yeah exactly so this is why i say i grew up in okay oh please (laughs) please please. (laughs) oh my gosh yeah but yeah so i just i just don't know what life would look like for me back in nigeria Mm -hmm. i don't i don't know and i I don't think i'm ready to know what it would look like (laughs) yeah Yeah. so but yeah so speaking of like how life how do you think yeah yeah. so um my and i don't know if something that we have opinions about but 
I don't know if you're going to ask that yes, I might be jumping gone, but you know how like people in different um countries, Nigerians that go to, that study abroad in different countries, there's almost like a linear path. So people that go to school in England, ninety percent of the time a lot of a lot of them move back to Nigeria and people that go to school in other places sometimes they don't really so do you like is there a reason behind this or is it just or it just it's just coincidental that that's just what happens? True, true. I think they're more of, I think oh shoot, sorry. Calling me at four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Leo was calling me on FaceTime. <laughs> um I think there are more opportunities in like Canada and America than England. Mm-hmm. So, I guess it's a wider market for people. If you go to England, like, what you can do... I mean, yeah, you can get, like, decent jobs, but I think in America, there's way more mm-hmm. opportunity. Because it's a bigger, like, just... Yeah, it's a by far bigger market. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, also in America, they kind of allow you, like, I don't know if this is true, though, but confirm for me, Maya, if in England, it's kind of like once you're done, kind of basically get out. Like, in America, they give you some time, even if it's, like, between a year and three years for you to work, so you don't necessarily feel so much pressure because you're like, okay, maybe I can start a job and get sponsored, but I don't know if they do that for you guys in England. Um, I think... I'm not hundred percent sure, but I think there's tighter immigration in mm-hmm. England than in America. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. yeah, I think I think so. Even though that might change in a couple of <laughs> in a couple of years. But and yeah. I can also say we'll that see. proximity might also play a role. Like England is just typically closer to Nigeria. So people I don't know, and this might just be a reach, but I feel like people don't feel that disconnected to Nigeria. Most people that go to school in England as compared to maybe us that study in Canada or people that go to school in the States because you might go home more often. So Nigeria just feels closer and it's easier to make that transition back as compared to a lot of people here that don't go back home for the duration of their study. And then that idea of just moving back seems more drastic as compared to... Um, I think beyond that, to what you said, also you have to remember, like, if everyone, every Nigerian person has, like, family in England. Like yeah. you can think of ten, fifteen True. uncles and aunties that live in London. Like it's just the way it works. Mm-hmm. As opposed to like America or Canada where it's bigger and you're less likely to have someone there. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. That's true. True. But like so do you think though that like your life in Nigeria is different? from your life how your life was in england or how you think your life would have been um i think now yes because when i was still in england like everyone was still in england so like a lot of my friends were still there now everyone has kind of moved back so if i was in england i'm sure i'll definitely have way less friends Mm. just because everyone and then even like my cousins who i was really close to at the time one of them is married now, so he probably won't even have my time as much. So I guess, yeah. and then in Nigeria, like I see my parents every mm-hmm. week. Like I get so I'm in close proximity to my parents. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's it's like it's very different. Do you say okay? This is probably what you're about to ask. But do you mean like good, different, or? Yeah, different. that's what I was gonna say. By what? Like, is the difference good or bad? Like, how, like, how do you categorize that? No, I think the difference is definitely good because you know you can never you you can honestly never feel alone in Lagos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like every time I've felt like I was dealing with something, like there are so many people I could. Um, basically access for help and then also you think about if you go out like it's very rare that i go out in lagos and i don't see at least one person like i know i will always bump into people that i know right yeah now i agree i actually think but for for me though it's funny that you say that about lagos like maybe if i lived in lagos it would be the same for me but like when i go back to calabar like i only spent i only did primary school in calabar and then I left and went to school in Corona. And so, like, basically half of my friends live in Lagos or more than half of my friends live in Lagos. So, for me, like, it's the complete opposite. If I went back to Calabar now, I would, like, 
have to start basically making new friendships because I would not know anybody. Like, even though I'm really far from all of my friends here, it's, like, still easy to plan, okay, I'm going to see you or um, this month or that month or, like, we can FaceTime or stuff. Like, I can still have that social network as opposed to, like, being in Calabar where I just feel like I don't know anybody. Mm. Yeah, that's... I mean, there's a very easy antidote to that. (laughs) (laughs) It is going to sound like a very Lagos person thing to say, so I'm not going to say it, but read between the lines. (laughs) (laughs) You want to be rude. (laughs) Um, No, but for real, the Calvary is the end of the world, but, you know, that's that's the topic for another day. (laughs) For me, I I feel like my life would be... Because... I don't know. I'm trying to process this thought. My life will be different in the sense. I don't know if it's good, different, but me living by myself and moving really far away from my family, I was able to gain more of an independence that I feel like if I had, um, if I moved back to Nigeria, maybe after like my undergrad or even after my masters. Um, Mm -hmm. so, and I don't know that many, I don't have that many friends (laughs) that live in Lagos right now. Oh, I live in Nigeria. Oh right shit, now. my wife's not your friend. <laughs> I said that many, but we know that my wife's not my friend, so that that's fine. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Um, you, you're doing this to me in public. I'm just joking, guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I feel like for me, it would almost be a challenge coming back into that space because after I left for university, I kind of almost like lost like really close touch with a lot of people that I was close with while I was in secondary school so moving back to Nigeria I think navigating that space of forming those bonds again I think would have been really much of a challenge for me and then just going back into that space of living with my parents and navigating the space of Lagos I don't think I don't think I would have liked it that much so I think my life would have been entirely different and yeah I think that's something initially like if you move back to Lagos like that's something you will probably have initial mm-hmm. struggles with, but I guess uh-huh. it's one of those things where it can be managed. So right. maybe you find a solution. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't think it's something that's like, oh my gosh, well I can't move back just because of this reason. Because as you said, my wife, like it's easily, it's it's possible to um, adapt to that change. It's almost like even moving cities within one country. You just you form your new social network and social bonds, but. But I think the flip okay. side of that is because Nigerian parents are very conservative with how they treat their girls. Oh yeah. So like yeah. if yeah. if your parent if your pa- like your parents might have a son and a daughter and they can let the son move out. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if it's a daughter, they're going to tell you um, you can't move out to you're moving to your husband's house, so oh, you yeah. stop there. <laughs> when yeah. I heard about that yeah. being a thing in like Nigeria and Lagos, I was mind blown. I was like, "Are you freaking Ask serious?" <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe it. My friend was telling me about how her sister, of her sisters, they're like maybe in their late twenties, and before they could move out, they had to get like actual permission from their dad. And initially, he was like, "Nope, nope, yes, nope." Uh, and I'm just like, "What? I'm paying I, my own bills, honey. <laughs> like, what are you talking about?" <laughs> the funny thing is, I have a friend who who lives in Lagos, like, she basically moved to America, maybe, like, primary one, mm-hmm. but she decided to move back to Lagos, like, after uni, because she just wants to be here, and one day we were talking, and she was talking about, because she lives with, like, her uncle and aunt, Um, and she was talking about moving out, like, getting her own place. Yeah. And, and I was like, have you asked your dad? She's like, no. I'm like, you know what, just send him a message, and <laughs> ask him like ask him what he thinks and she asked she asked and then he's like immediate response he didn't even venture anything he just said no like wow no Crazy. it's not happening typical though typical like, he shut like it down no reason line. just no mm-hmm. <laughs> easy, i mean you know the reason but <laughs> right. true. yeah true true that's crazy <laughs> I mean, I guess, like, you just nah, understand man. the culture behind it. But, like, damn, that's freaking crazy. I wouldn't... Well, you know, for okay. me, I struggle with dealing with that cultural element. Because exactly. I think about the fact that your parents sent you, like, abroad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And 
part of the reason they sent you abroad was so you could be independent. Right. So it feels <laughs> counterproductive for them to send you abroad for those things. And then when they co- you come back home, they start treating you like you've not lived abroad for like five, six, seven years. And it's just like, what are you on about? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. yeah, it's very weird. I don't, I don't, I don't get it because it defeats yeah. like the purpose of their prior decisions. Yeah, I, I was going to say like, my mom always says the same thing. She's like, you cannot police your children. Like if you're going to send them like across the Atlantic ocean, then excuse me, you surrendered all your rights to policing them. So not because like they've come back home and they're not living in your house that you're now going to start making all their decisions for them. Like these are people who lived like three, four years, depending alone, like without your supervision, without needing to ask you for anything. So like all of a sudden, just getting into that space where you're trying to be so controlling. It's just not like me. I can't, I can't back the culture behind it. I'm sorry. It just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, like it kind of goes deeper and I know there's no, what our conversation is about, but like it kind of goes deeper in the sense that when, cause I know, for example, when my mom comes to visit me here in Canada, she's not controlling like she doesn't care what i do she doesn't care why i wear whatever like it's my life it's my space mm-hmm. when i go back to nigeria then she begins to police it a little bit more just because of how society would even react and i know i'm not i'm not justifying it like absolutely not but i'm saying that it also depends on the context because the reason why they might say okay women or oh, my daughter shouldn't live by herself is because of how society also would also react to a girl living on her own and you might and um this is problematic guys i'm not even saying that is right yeah but, i was going to say this is problematic um, so yeah but it's just it's just like you me walking like if i'm going out by myself for example my parents can be like yeah you know what thing go by yourself but me walking down the streets five guys can start like disturbing me so it's like should i just protect my daughter just because i don't want society to have to oppress her or harass her and then send or, or let me just send her with her male cousin or something like that as compared to you know what you're a feminist i'm going to send you out but you, do you guys understand what i'm saying is yeah. that they, they might just no, I be reacting yeah, I get what you're also reacting to our environment and protecting your mm-hmm. but yeah i don't stand mm-hmm. for it like yeah but it's just um it's a different environment. Yeah, no, it's dumb. It's prob it's problematic thinking, but like I get where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But so like okay, so I guess you guys already kind of started the conversation for me because I was going to have us talk about like just challenges of moving back home mm-hmm. or like living living at home. So yeah, so if we could just talk about that a little bit for <laughs> me, I have a long list of so many things I think could be challenging, but like well, I moving still live back in home? the US, like. So yeah, I mean, but, yeah. There's a lot. Uh, yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What, what are some of yours? I think the first thing is because you leave your parents' like their house for an extended period of time, and then when you come back, I think it's almost like they forget mm-hmm. how old, like what's <laughs> happened in that time. So yeah. they try to treat you like you were the same you when you left. Oh yeah. And yeah. that obviously can't work because you're not the same person like you're more you're more grown up you're Mm -hmm. more adult so from things like trying to police your movements when you go out and when you come back where you go to Mm -hmm. i'm just like nah this isn't happening Mm -hmm. um yeah and then i think also if you move back like you're probably going to be unhappy for a bit just because (laughs) damn (laughs) no like it's it's just one of the ways it works it's because like the society is not progressive at all so yeah you're going to find yourself i mean like the point you were making about like your parents being conforming to society Mm -hmm. like it's a Mm -hmm. thing so they might not want you to do certain things not because they don't want you to do it but just because of the blowback they'll get so um yeah that that is important because you might think it's not important but it matters to your parents um yeah true and then um also i think another reason why in terms of unhappiness is just because a lot of jobs are starting level here don't pay you amazingly so you're probably still going to be dependent on your parents in some form or way and it just feels like when you're you're as you get older you you want to be less dependent on them so the fact that you might be working and you're asking your parents for money like mm-hmm. an amount every month yeah. or maybe you won't be able to save that those are just like the 
the things that are likely possible you might because if you're on such a shitty amount of money you barely you you really don't have anything to save on so um and then also you know when you collect money from people there are always conditions tied to it so if you were completely independent like you probably are completely independent you're not as bound to your parents money as you used to before so you don't really have to do what they want but mm-hmm. in Nigeria, you're probably first of all you live in their house. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you probably drive their car. <laughs> you eat their food. You drive their cars. Like so, literally, like they own you. <laughs> For real. So if your parents, if your parents aren't, if your parents aren't um, flexible, if your parents aren't reasonable, it will be you will find it difficult because it just means you lose control, you lose autonomy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. what else do I find? I don't know. Did I find? <laughs> tell us. Pardon? Oh, I just said tell us, because you're 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 the experienced one here. Um. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm like I'm thinking out loud. Oh. Um, oops. <laughs> what else did I find in there when I first moved back? Also, yeah, I think the way is just the way services work yeah so um yeah you might be trying to do something and then like customer service is so bad oh my gosh yeah <laughs> you you can you can like there's you go to the hospital to try and do like some tests and you can basically see the nurses who are supposed to be attending to you you're watching them gossip or <laughs> you're watching them spend time on linda ikeji you can listen to their commentary like they're just talking so absolute trash and you're there waiting yeah. an, hour, an hour and a half for them to answer you. It's ridiculous. Or you might go to the bank and then just to call it. Like, I in the, I'm in the process of, at the moment, I'm trying to do something. And I've legit been thinking of how I'm going to get the people at the bank fired. Because mm-hmm. they've just been so incompetent. And, I mean, it sounds very horrible because people are like, oh, you're going to make people lose their jobs. But I'm like, mm-hmm. man, they're just not doing it well. So, I've legit... Exactly. For the last week, been thinking, how am I going to get these people fired? Because that, that's literally, how can you go to the bank to sort this? First of all, <laughs> this guy was dodging my, yeah, th- I'm really upset. So this guy was dodging my calls. <laughs> so he, he wouldn't pick up the phone for like two weeks. One day, he finally picked up the phone. He's like, oh, sorry, I'm in a meeting. I'll call you back in five minutes as soon as I get out. Mm-hmm. I'll call him after I dodge my calls, dodge my calls, dodge my calls. So I'm like, you know what? I'll come and pay you surprise visit at work so i go and i think initially he didn't recognize me so he tried to feel smart and i'm like guy you've been dodging my calls he's like oh oh, i'm really sorry that i haven't been able to do what you wanted me to do and then i sit in front of the i sit at his desk he waste my time like he pretends to be doing what he should be doing then he gets on a mm-hmm. call and i'm listening to his call like it's a very stupid call like he was on the <laughs> phone for like 15 20 minutes because it wasn't that related to his job so he was just wasting my time and he didn't even have like the decency to explain to me what was happening he just got on the phone was doing his rubbish then 20 minutes later <laughs> after i snapped my fingers and i'm like guy i'm waiting here he now got off the phone and tried to start doing what I needed for, for wow. from him. And he just, in the end, I still didn't get it. So I was like, okay, yeah, I'll just leave. But, um, yeah, I'm going to try and get them fired. So yeah. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. <laughs> but, yeah, like, it, just the complete crapness of, like, the um, quality of service is, it, mm-hmm. it'll, it'll drive you off the wall. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think everybody that lives in Nigeria or has been to Nigeria can attest to the quality of service. Like, we are not just hating on the country, but people just do not care about their jobs in customer service. They do, They are not there to serve you. They are there to make money and get out. <laughs> <laughs> Which, can you blame them, to be honest? Yeah, that Another thing, living in Lagos, Nigeria is expensive. Oh, I think yeah. it's more expensive. I've heard, I've heard. I think it's, I honestly think it's as expensive as like London and Paris. Are you serious? Yes, I do. I mean, I guess to live a certain kind of lifestyle, right? Yeah, and the thing is, I'm not even talking like, you know how you might be living kind of lavish. Mm -hmm. Like this isn't lavish, this is you. Because you also have to remember when you're in Nigeria, you're your local government. 
you have to sort out water in your house if you don't mm-hmm. if they right. don't give you light you have to buy diesel it's things yeah. like that those upper costs yeah that's so, so true that's so true there's so many other expenses yeah mm-hmm. yeah dang so like imagine being a and i'm just going to use the word millennial because i guess it covers the age group i'm trying to talk about imagine being a millennial and trying to oh. live off like just the basic job that you entry level job that you'd be able to get still living it's just it's probably a nightmare like if you're not that's living me. with your parents it's near impossible and also um Another thing, me, I say this thing all the time. If you're a millennial, honestly, eh, if your boss is telling you not to do something on the side, he's an idiot and you shouldn't be listening to him. Like, you owe it to yourself <laughs> to have a side business or side hustle because you really cannot survive on one um, stream of income. You need all yeah. you can get. So, yeah. Like, any boss, anybody is telling you, I'm not going to give you a job because you have a side hustle, he's a dickhead. So, yeah, you shouldn't be working for them. <laughs> Ma, this is a family podcast. Yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> um, what, kind of, what kind of side hustles do people typically do in um, people that people are in Lagos or Nigeria? I'm just curious. That, or maybe some that you know of, at least. People do all, man. Some people MC. Uh-huh. Um some people i think because your question is direct yeah i mean yeah there's club promoting there's all sorts i I know someone who writes makeup makeup yeah yeah for girls like makeup um (laughs) then the people who like make food oh true yeah Mm, you can sell like cakes on the side or something true Um, true that's true, actually. Yeah, and then there are people who do like PR because I know I know I know a couple of people who do PR, and like it's a side hustle. So yeah, yeah, yeah you man. just have to find something you care about, and basically you do it. The thing with side hustles is you have a nine to five, so your the th- your nine to five is um you're basically making mistakes on another person's dime. On your mm-hmm. 95 because you're you're getting trained but um obviously you're at entry level so you're going to make mistakes you're not going to be as perfect as you will be 10 years in the future um so your side hustle is basically to you get it off the ground and then i guess at some point you when you reach the point where the skills you're getting from your 95 like what if you were doing your side hustle where like the side hustle outweighs the nine to five right. then you now make the transition you're like okay yeah it's time to leave this place and do my own thing mm-hmm. it's what i mean it's the way mm-hmm. the world works yeah it's oh, just that's yeah. what tends to happen mm-hmm. yeah man what would your side hustle be more if you move back nothing i'm not moving back i can't i don't know i, I don't know i actually don't know Ah, in my side hustle, deaths, deaths, deaths be washing hair in my house. So, wash and don't, don't kill me. Ew, I'm not trying to touch nobody's crusty hair, please. Thank you. <laughs> 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 <That's funny. laughs> oh, God, I'm dying. <laughs> so, uh, Ma, if you had to describe living in Nigeria in one word, what would it be? Um... I was going to say roller coaster, but then I don't think like the highs are enough to justify causing it a roller coaster. Um, yeah. <laughs> can be one of those baby ones that they're not that. High I mean, okay, highs. yeah, <laughs> baby roller coaster. Baby roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> baby roller coaster. Interesting. I mean, I don't know. Like, what do I think it would be like? I think for me, I would just use the word difficult. Honestly, just just how I'm thinking of it from here because i guess i haven't moved back to nigeria but every time i go home for christmas i'm like i don't think i can live here it would be too difficult <laughs> what well, the thing is you you guys what you guys get at christmas like i i feel so sorry for people that develop an opinion on what lagos is like at christmas that is the only time it's like that so if you find it fun that's because that's the only time it is that fun like christmas mm-hmm, mm-hmm it's legit it's almost like it's a different place like christmas has a life of on its own 
Yeah. Like yeah, Christmas. I, I, can I agree with that? The period, I think I might, like last year I was depressed for basically the whole year and I was happy Christmas just because life was just moving Christmas. And yeah, obviously once January hits and then the first week of January, all your friends are going back. Then your mm-hmm. brother goes back. Mm-hmm. Then you're just like, okay, yeah, this was actually just a dream. Right. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Me, I'll just call it like I was gonna say hit or miss. I know that's not a word, but <laughs> that's not a word. That's a phrase. Or like I was going to say like survival of the fittest or something. Cause like you have to go there like guns blazing, trying to survive. Like it's not even about like just getting babied anymore and your parents just helping you do everything. Mm-hmm. Like it has to be has to be woke. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah you have to think like an adult man oh yeah for sure yeah Damn, it's like man. i do yeah, some man. things like sometimes i i feel it's like you know when you're not you don't buckle your weight enough or mm-hmm. something and i'm like i'm very self-conscious so mm-hmm. if i'm not doing something well i know i'm not doing it well and then i think to myself i'm like jeez man my wife you have to you know a child and like, you have to yeah. act like an adult i i, I mean it yeah. can get it can get, be a lot sometimes yeah, yeah. Because there's nothing more I love than to just be a child for one day, you know. Just have zero worries, zero fears. Not everything. No one is looking at what you do with like a microscope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. So like, Ma already touched on this in like our pre-chats. <laughs> Not that everybody needs to know we had a pre-chat, but like. So, do you guys think it's better for Nigerians who are, like, in America or England or wherever, hungry Nigerians are in weird places? You guys, you skipped Canada, like, America, England, wherever, hungry. Canada (laughs) is part of the Americas. Oh, my gosh. Like, Canada's tan. (laughs) Okay, plus Canada. Do you think it's better for them to, like, move back home to, quote, unquote, better the economy or just stay wherever they are if... They think everything is good there. You know, my first problem with that is anytime people try and use like emotional stuff to win an argument, for me, that means your argument is flawed. So like when you hear things like buy <laughs> buy buy Naira to save the Naira. Buy Naira to save the Naira to save the Naira shit like that. I'm just like, mm-hmm. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Don't say it again. Um <laughs> yeah, I don't believe in telling people, Oh, move back because yada 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 i think if you move back it should be your own choice and mm-hmm. it should be because you see you see some value here like i think probably in every in the midst of everything about nigeria i think what you also have to remember is because it's a very it's not as developed as wherever you're coming from and then you also have like the class mm-hmm. thing like you're probably up middle class upper middle class here so if you have an idea you could probably bring it to like in terms of in the nigerian context you could probably find a way to bring it to life here in a way you wouldn't be able to like elsewhere so Mm -hmm. i think you have to feel like there's something you're adding to like there's some value you're adding like there's something in it for you i just don't believe in telling people oh move back because of this and the thing is for someone like me who didn't want to move back now i know i can't leave anywhere else because Mm -hmm what i'm doing now is so essential for me to be here like if i wasn't here it would make my job and what i set out to do like way difficult way more difficult yeah so basically it's like also one thing if your parents tell you oh just come back just do nyc then we'll see after that it's a trap don't do it because legit once you come back like it's (laughs) almost like quicksand it's gonna be hard to get out like the people who do make it out like shout out to them <laughs> but it's like once you once you once you once you once you get trapped is is harder mm-hmm. yeah of course so stay woke <laughs> stay woke actually stay, stay woke <laughs> against your parents down mm-hmm. um i also, Murphy, what I do you also think? agree with my wife saying like i don't think people should just move back just cause like if you if you feel like you have something that you want to implement or you feel like you can make a change in a certain way then yeah do it for sure or even if you feel like you can't live anywhere else and Nigeria is just where you want to be then yeah I agree but just that idea of come back to build our economy I don't really agree with it like I've been I was thinking um 
previously about this whole idea of brain drain in the sense that people say that um, you leave like most people that come from um, the global south they leave their countries and they come to this western world and they gain so much knowledge and then they start to use the knowledge they've gained in western societies that don't need the knowledge so why don't you take it because your country mm-hmm. is losing your, your knowledge and I don't think honestly for me I actually don't think so i don't think that and i mean this is a different conversation almost for a different podcast but i almost don't think that there has been um resources like invested in me for me to then say okay let me come back and use it and better the economy so if i if i choose to come back then i'm coming back just because i want to or because i feel like i can better the economy but not just because i feel guilty that i have to if that makes sense. Exactly. Um, yeah. No, I definitely you agree. Don't, you don't owe anyone anything in life. Yeah. I mean, beyond, I'll say your parents and then your, whoever, like your family yeah. and whoever you're in a relationship with. But yeah, you really should, once you, I, I hate feeling compelled to do things mm-hmm. because, not because I want to, but just because it's what is expected of me or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, it just feels then, because, I mean, I'm kind of spoiled, so I like to do things because I want to do it, so... Mm-hmm. And I'm stubborn, so... Yeah, like, it just... It doesn't work well for me that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no, I definitely agree. Like, you're taking your knowledge elsewhere. Well, are the Nigerian schools going to nurture you? Are they going to even... Are they going to help you? Like, honestly, I feel like the only people who truly succeed in Nigerian schools are people who are just, like super smart already that like it doesn't even matter where you put them like they'll thrive but me i feel like in the nigerian education system did not work for me and i know that that's not really a topic but like just something like that so telling me oh you know i'm leaving my country i'm not contributing to the knowledge pool or the use pool whatever well you know what my country didn't even nurture me in the first place so (laughs) bye on the contrary though I, there's also people that stay like there's also people that stay in certain countries or just say for example say I'm not really doing anything in Canada and like I'm just chilling but I just don't want to move back to Nigeria just cause I think that's an issue too so like if you're I don't know if you're thriving wherever you are then good but if you just don't want to move back just cause I don't know I think it's questionable because you never know what happens yeah mm, true True. So, wow, you said some. You said something about like moving back for your the person you're in a relationship with. Is that what you said? Is that what? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, what do you wanna you wanna ask me if I think people should do that? Uh, well, maybe. <laughs> only if there's only if there's a ring attached. <laughs> oh, for real? Uh, only if there's a ring attached. Mm, uh, interesting. Because. Uh, uh, I, I, well, I've reached a point in life where I don't think people should make like life-altering decisions because of significant others. Because um, they're human beings, they can let you down, and it might not even be what they want. Like they could legit move back, and things will just happen. Like the way the stars were aligned is, um, they might just grow out of the relationship or mm-hmm. certain stuff. And then That's you, if true. you, if if you, if you, like, first of all, I always think like if you make someone move back, or if you make someone make life altering decisions based on like a relationship, um, if it doesn't function, I think there's going to be resentment on one person's side because it's just the way it works. Oh, where yeah. After you think oh, about yeah. it, you're just like, why? Why did I give my life to this stupid girl, bad boy? Um, <laughs> who just who just did what Yoruba boys do? So um, I, I will say only there's a ring attached. I know what's it called. People might not agree with me and all that stuff, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you guys at my wife. You want to argue? Yeah, yeah if, if you don't agree, you can at me. <laughs> but like. Well, okay, so, and this is not necessarily responding to what he's saying, but, so what is the dating pool, like, in Lagos? So, for example, somebody like me, and my mom is always <laughs> telling me, like, you, are you going to find anybody in this kind of you're living with? Because there's not that many Nigerians there, or at least in the city that I'm living. So she's like, you should better move back. So, what about that idea, or what's the dating pool like? So that in case I'm trying to decide if I should move back, no, maybe there's... I can Definitely, there's definitely more fish in the sea. Uh, uh, Because, 
I remember I I remember before I before I moved back, like when I was still in England, my older cousins, because I used to hang around my older cousins a lot, and I mean they're significantly older, like ten years plus older. Mm-hmm. So um it came like one of the things I noticed was that they always used to say like Nigerian girls had a hard like when they moved back because first of all Nigerian men are inherently tra- trash. So um, <laughs> what's it called? Yeah. So there's that, and also I think because in terms of the pool is just so deep. In England, like oh. if you're the type of person who can only date like Nigerian people. It's very, it's a tiny pool. Like, it's smaller. Mm -hmm. But when you're in Lagos, you just have to think about the fact that everyone is game. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so, yeah, everyone is game. So, like, um, what's it called? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, ish, obviously. You know, not the married man, all that stuff. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, the pool is, like, it's bigger. So, because of that, I think the guys, guys do what guys do. And the consequences are not as significant because the pool is deeper. Like, right. if you get me, if you yeah. get my point. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, no. um, yeah, like, so I think that is a very, um, what's it called? It's a very significant factor mm. in shaping how dating works. Good to know. Interesting. Let me change my point. Interesting. So, my, my so how. So, so Mara, has your dating your dating pool? It has it was widened since you moved back. Um, <laughs> I mean, out of personal out of personal choice, not really, because yeah. Hmm. I was in a long distance relationship for like a long time, so. You were. Yeah, I was. Oh, interesting. Okay, that's personal information that we can talk about later. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just, like. Yeah, definitely not here. <laughs> okay, so speaking of long-term relationships, and this this is kind of a different question to the one I asked before, but like, so by settle down, I I'm I mean like be married with kids. So do you think that's how, that's you want to live in Nigeria? Like you want to be married, raise your children in Nigeria? This this question is for you too, Mofi. Okay. Um, if I had kids, God knows if as soon as I can afford it, like um, I think I will probably send them to schools that are not in Nigeria at some point. Like, but you live uh, in Nigeria. Um, yeah, I think it's important mm-hmm. <laughs> for in terms of character building and just to keep them humble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> you automatically be more humble if like you're in school with people and then they're going somewhere exotic and you're going back to Lagos. That weekend. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think I will probably long term live in Lagos. I probably will have kids who live here. Who probably go to primary school here, parts of secondary school. God believe. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah. And then send and them away. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, at some point, send them away. But if I like, if I send my kids away, like they will have to come back. Every other holiday, every holiday, because I think it's important not to lose touch with like the Nigerian side. Oh so, yeah, uh, you don't want them to go away for so long that they become detached, like they don't understand Nigerian uh-huh. language, Nigerian uh-huh. psyche. Because I think to thrive in Nigeria is very. I think the most important thing beyond even is just having that understanding the way Nigerians think and the way why they. they decisions they do so i think yeah the more exposed you are to that the better for you yeah yeah um, interesting and i mean i grew up in lagos all my life till i was about 17 and i mean i feel like i turned out all right so <laughs> yeah i think you're okay <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i turned out all right so yeah yeah i don't have yeah. any reason not to right. Um, I actually don't know. I don't think I can give a strong opinion on that. You say you haven't started thinking about no, that? No, I don't have a strong opinion. I don't currently live in Lagos, and I don't, like, foresee my next five years in Lagos, so I can't even think about my next 15 years um, to, de- to determine where I want to, like, raise my kids. 
Um, I don't think I mind reading yeah. them either. If I end up in Nigeria, I don't think I mind. I, it's not something I'm against. Um, kind of along the same lines of what I was talking about. But I'm not, again, against them even growing up here in Canada. And I know the experience as um, immigrant kids are different when you're when you're living away from the country. But then it's still possible to impart those no- like the knowledge and... Um, Growing up in Nigeria is a different. I don't know. Is yeah. I don't have strong. I don't have strong opinions. I'm. I'm okay either way. To be I bad. also sorry. I just realized. <laughs> I also think it's kind of important to, in terms of to keep them, close-ish to, who they are. So like for instance, now, I think it's something, all three of us can probably relate to this in terms of like the roles like our grandparents played in our lives. So. Yeah. It's a type of thing when your parents are going out, like mm-hmm. they leave you with your grandparents. Um, yeah. I think, in terms of just like institutional support, I think you stand more to gain than like leaving your kids with a babysitter in London, yeah. as opposed to oh, yeah. actually leaving them with your grandparent with their grandparents who will probably teach them certain like in terms of just traditions and stuff. And also, oh, like yeah. grandparents are grandparents spoil you so. You need because, like, yeah, parents are probably stricter and grandparents probably tend to spoil you more. So you need that counterbalance. Yeah, yeah. I actually thought about. I agree. I mean, me. Yeah, I'm done. That's what I wanted to say. I was gonna say that, like, no, I can attest to that because I basically grew up with my not basically I grew up with my grandparents. So for me, yeah. My, my kids could probably grow up in Nigeria. I don't know if I want them to go to boarding school, though, but that's a story for another day. <laughs> I mean, boarding school has yeah. to be different, too. The thing is, it was fun, but I think that's me looking at it 10 years down the line. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I Because so. at the time, it honestly, it honestly didn't feel like it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, Did not yeah. feel like it. <laughs> Did not feel like it. Alright, so, okay, this is my favorite part of, like, my entire prep, and it is the IJGB term, like, when did that term even come come to, come to, like, when did it come to, I don't know. I get it, because there's actually a way IJGB people behave that's just very, (laughs) you have to, like, I, I, honestly, I get it. Because they're like IGGB people who come back, who still have their accents, who still... And they're like, it's almost like it's something they're showing off because every time they're like, oh, I just got back, I just got back. And they're just like, yeah, shut the fuck up. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, like, yeah. yeah, I get why it's a thing and why it exists. Because mm-hmm. people honestly do the most. Take the piss. <laughs> yeah. But, like, so how long do you have the title for, though? Like, you, you're not still, like, an IJGP, right? <laughs> no, I'm definitely not an IJGP. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't think there are any hard and fast rules, but there are some things, just once you start speaking in terms of, like, once your lexicon just enters Nigerian, <laughs> like, you're not IJGP again. So, things like, in England, I never, ever said POS or ATM. Oh, jeez. I think, I, yeah, I always said cash points. So, if I wanted to get cash, it's like, yeah, I'm going to cash points. Once, if you get back and you're still, you say cash points, like, as long as you can. <laughs> or you say, yeah, you ask for a card reader, and they probably won't know what you're talking about. But once you start saying things like ATM and POS. <laughs> okay, POS. but we say ATM in this part of the world, yeah. Okay, maybe, fair enough. That's true. But, yeah, but once POS, you start, like, mm-hmm. yeah, POS is None just, yeah. Um... <laughs> Then the same way also like when when you're like if you're on pay as you go like in England you call it top up mm-hmm. no credit or recharge card or charge oh, my right. phone or whatever it is <laughs> Nigerian people call it so things like that yeah <laughs> things like that yeah, yeah. also um and then chill are there any other things. The thing is, I'll probably remember when I'm done mm-hmm. having this conversation. Yeah, that's how it goes. Yeah, that's, that's how it, yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> yeah, man, if I ever move back to Nigeria, I'm holding on to that American accent for as long as possible. Where, where is the accent at? <laughs> hey, shut up. <laughs> don't, don't, don't kill me. <laughs> the American accent. <laughs> you 
guys are so silly. Um, okay, well, so if both of you actually don't have anything else to add, I'm going to jump right to our game for Maya. And it's really early when Maya is, so hopefully he can answer these questions coherently. <laughs> yeah, okay. okay. So we will be right back with our rapid TED game. Yeah, see, baby, baby. questions for you and honestly you have like three seconds to think of them like don't even dwell on any of them just answer 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 I don't care if you want to change your answer it doesn't matter <laughs> you just have to answer them okay so your first question is what is the last album or song you listened to last album or song I listened to flip yeah. I honestly don't remember wow my wait, wait. Aren't you like viber? I actually listen. I listen to podcasts more these days because I mean I tend to listen to music in the car. Okay, I think mm. now. Okay, yesterday morning, it's either one of two things. I don't know in what order. It was either um, "Frequency" by Kid Cudi and Andre Three Thousand of Kid Cudi's last oh. album, or it was um, what's the name? Um, Be Without You by Mary J. Blige. So yeah. that's like that old song. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> okay, yeah, I didn't know you were a Mary J. Blige fan. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. So what is your favorite TV show or movie? So you can just do either one. You don't have to do both. Um, TV show is Mad Men. Mad Men, yes. Yes for Mad Men. Okay, the most romantic thing, um, what's the most romantic thing that has been done for you or if nothing has been done for you that you've done to someone, done for someone. What? What? Okay, I honestly can't think of the most romantic thing someone has done for me. And also, <laughs> okay, so there's an pass. element of there's an element of if I say something and I remember something later, if person oh, is, if someone listens to this, they might get true. offended. So mm-hmm. I'll pass on that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But most romantic thing I've done. I mean, the thing, my mom thinks I was stupid for doing it, so <laughs> whatever that's worth. Um, at the time, I basically, man, I don't even know how to explain this without, okay, so at the time, I was seeing someone, and basically, I live, we live in opposite ends, this is in London, like, opposite ends of town, so I live north, they live, like, east, I guess, or south, uh-huh. east, east, they lived east. And then I went to meet them at like a central spot because they just came come back from somewhere to help them carry their bags to where they lived. And then from that, I went back home. And my mom's like, yeah, you're an idiot. Like, you shouldn't do things like that. <laughs> like, you're so stupid. <laughs> and she still abuses me about it to this day. And this happened when I was, I think, 19. Oh, wow. Oh, oh yeah gee. so that was like six years ago and she's still <laughs> yeah she's still, still she's not she's not having it <laughs> okay next next question what three words will people describe you with annoying yes um, <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> annoying just say annoying three stubborn times, you know i'll say annoying twice and stubborn <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, you know, yeah, annoying, annoying. Uh, yeah, I think annoying two times I'm stubborn. I was gonna say bipolar, <laughs> but I don't know if enough enough people say I'm bipolar. But I get that a lot. Mm. It's like, why are you so bipolar? I hate when people try to prescribe people as bipolar. But okay, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? If I knew I couldn't fail. Mm-hmm. You know the problem with that? With a lot of things, honestly, if I psych myself, if I get into doing it, I honestly don't think I can fail. So. Oh, damn. Okay. That's an answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, what is your unpopular opinion? Wow. <laughs> Probably a lot. <laughs> 
I do okay. Uh, let me think. Okay, yeah, I think Joel Price is overrated. <gasps> me, too. <laughs> me too. I don't think that's unpopular, man. I think for Joel Price oh, is you overrated. You think that's you well. don't think that's unpopular? I think it's unpopular. I'm, is it? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I truly I also think I, Joel Price is overrated. I truly love so like in my Twitter draft, there's a tweet that will probably go out at some point and never go out. And like one of my favorite things on the internet, although they don't bite again, is trolling Beyonce fans. Like I legit love chatting shit about Beyonce, even if I don't mean it, because <laughs> I know it'll probably get a reaction and people will come for me. But like <laughs> I think people have kind of clocked onto that because now when I say like stupid things about Beyonce, the usual suspects they don't just ignore it. Yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, there's a tweet in my there's a draft tweet I have about Beyonce and Jollof fries being the most overrated things in the world. This podcast is a safe zone for Beehive, so. <laughs> so make of that what you will. <laughs> okay. Um. Next question: Who is the last person that text texted you? Man, I don't know the past tense for that word. Text texted. The last person to text me was Leia, and it's called, he. T- let me actually read his text. Yes. Uh-uh. Pick up Craig. <laughs> <laughs> because, because because I did he tried to FaceTime me and I oh. rejected the call because I was doing this and he's like, Yeah, pick up Craig. Which is rude, but yeah. It's cute. <laughs> okay. Uh next question. What is your favorite thing to eat and drink? Definitely not jello fries. No, no, definitely not jello fries. Um, eat. The thing is, I go in phases. So, at the moment, my three or two... I mean, I like plantain a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Two other things I'm kind of obsessed with at the moment. I don't know if you guys know it, but like, I like dried fruits. So, like, there's this um, company called Real Fruits. Like, their dried mangoes are lit as fuck. Um, and suya. Like, now, I'm, I eat suya a lot. So I don't know why. I just honestly feel like suya is probably the greatest export to Nigerian people have created if you guys created it <laughs> like it's the best addition right. nigerians have added to the world yeah, yeah. um drink <sighs> this is probably going to be boring because i don't drink i've i've cut down like drinking um what's it called like soft drinks like mm-hmm. soda. Drinks. so i drink a lot of water and mm. i guess now and then wine so yeah, yeah I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, I, I, I forever find it funny. I know there's no part of rapid time when Nigerian guys would be like, So, do you want some wine? I don't know why, but it's so funny to me. But <laughs> because you probably want too much Nollywood as a child, that's why. <laughs> that's just the way that is hilarious about it. Do you take wine? Yeah, <laughs> do you take is like it's a very Nigerian thing to say. Um, please don't. <laughs> Please, people, don't 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 ever say that. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> okay, you guys, next question. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> okay, um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or Snapchat. You have to choose one. Don't say both. Don't what say favorite? Either. What favorite thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Favorite platform. Mm-hmm. I can pick two. Oh gosh, Jesus. No, guy. my damn it! Pick one. <laughs> I'll pick one and then I'll pick a, a reserve option. I think it's Twitter because <laughs> like life revolves around Twitter than mm-hmm. Instagram because I think like the visual element of Instagram is not it can be overemphasized. Like I really love going on Instagram and just scrolling through pictures. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. Okay. Your final question is if you could if you could talk to the president um okay, let's do president of Nigeria, what would you talk about? And it, it can be yeah. It can be any president. What would I talk about? Okay, it could be any president, Donald Trump included. No, nah, I don't think I ever yeah. want to have a conversation with Donald Trump. I, my, one of my <laughs> biggest fears about someone like Donald Trump is if you got to know them, because if you think about it, a lot of people who know Trump, like on a personal level, they like him. Like, mm. they or they think well of him. I don't ever want to be in a position where I have to humanize, like, that trash. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I definitely don't want to speak <laughs> to him. Um, Buhari, if I spoke to Buhari, what would I want to know? Um, I think I'll just like to know, like, a lot of, like his reasoning behind a lot of the things he's done. Um, 
I get, I think access is like underrated because if you have access, you, I mean, not underrated, but it's very important to um, mm-hmm. being able to basically plot why a president has made the decisions he has has mm-hmm. with the choices yeah. he has, and then why he didn't do certain things. I think it, it will add a more human element to leading because I think we forget a lot that leaders are humans. I, th- mm-hmm. I think we want them to be su- to be superhuman and um, we always have like high expectations of them. So I think in that sense, it will be like, it will help me manage my expectations because I will understand why he's done certain things. And maybe I might feel, le- I might feel more empathetic towards. Yeah. Him. Towards so, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, oh my God, that is, that's it for our episode, y'all. Yeah, <laughs> we are. We're done. We're done. And Mama, God, we loved having you on. Yes. I'm actually yeah. really happy you guys had me on. Like, thank you very much. I really enjoyed Aww. this. Yeah. <laughs> happy to <laughs> have <had> you on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, for the rest of you guys listening, if you liked it, please show us some love by subscribing on iTunes or leaving us a nice review. Um, like I said before, you can keep up with us on Twitter at our faith pods and also our individual social media accounts. We'll let our guests go first. Maya, where can everyone find you? Um, basically, my name is my name on everything. So, Maya Waito on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, what else? Facebook. Where else people find people? <laughs> no, no, I don't. I don't mess with Facebook. And yeah, you can find me. You can you can find me on Culture Custodian. Yes. Like yeah. Yeah. True. So, true. Plug. Plug. Okay. <laughs> All right. And uh, Mofi, where can everyone find you? You guys can find me on Twitter at Miss Badmos. That's M S B A D M O S. And Maya, I know by the time people are listening to this, it's way going to be past your birthday. But happy birthday! Thanks for. For celebrating oh, the week hours of birthday with us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, let's, let's, let's. Lit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you guys can find me on Instagram and Twitter at T-I-I-E-S-E. That's Tiasa. And also, I run a travel blog, samefruitprints.com. Again, huge thank you to Mara for By the way, me. let me just... I'm not saying this because mm-hmm. of anything, but Tiasa's Instagram is like... Is one of the most interesting things on Instagram. Oh, like okay. if you did it, if you, if, 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 what did you say? You think? I just said oh, okay. Yeah, like her, her, her Instagram, her, her Instagram is really kind of lit. So yeah, y'all should check it out. Thanks. Yeah, you should, you should check it out. <laughs> yeah, you guys should check it out. All right. Uh, so yeah, we've had we've had a great time. Thank you guys all for listening, and um, don't forget to find. Bye.